0: I love the smell of my pump in the morning. Like! Victory!
1: To full metal movie reviews, it's your host Samboy, and this week we've got another Netflix special. It's the sci-fi slash survival horror—I don't know—thriller, probably. Uh, I guess you'd say it's entertaining. <laughs> I guess you say it's a film. Uh, it's a, it's a film by Grant spatour and it's called "I Am Mother," and it's on Netflix as we speak. Uh, with me to discuss all things uh, synthetic is Anth. Anth, how are you, dude?
0: Yeah, man, I'm really good, man. I'm really good. good. Really uh, good. Pumped to talk about. I am mother. Is that what we're doing?
1: I am yeah. mother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I am yeah, mother. Yeah, pumped, right. man. <laughs> Okay, so um, maybe let's get into it.
0: Yeah, let's do it right now.
1: Why did you like this film? Because
0: <laughs> <laughs> I did it. Because uh, I like annoying you? I don't know. Um, no, no, no. no. Look, look, uh, listen, listen, listen. Uh, <clears throat> I take this podcasting you know really serious. I like to believe that I give very um, articulate and well-educated reviews that come from a wonderful point of view as of somebody who has no actual real filmmaking experience. I just said that to just kind of make a joke, so I hope somebody out there is laughing. But the main thing is, I like this movie because I think it was well-made, well-acted, which is important. It does have problems, don't get me wrong, we're going to get into. But the the reason why I liked it is because if you're scrolling Netflix, and right now the selections on Netflix are pretty dull, and you're like, all right, I might as well watch this I Am Mother thing, because it's the only thing that seems remotely interested I wasn't disappointed. Will I go back and rewatch it? No. But for the sake of a Saturday night where World Cup cricket was on and my lovely better half was watching Australia play Sri Lanka, I opted to watch I Am Mother. And that was a better option. That's why I like the movie, Sam. That's why.
1: Well, unfortunately, just because it's a better alternative to what else <laughs> is on isn't enough for me to recommend the film to our lovely listening.
0: Yeah, but you don't like anything, or, all right? I love... I love
1: he, I, how dare you? <laughs> you know what I do love? I love everything and anything. I love everything yeah, right. and anything, okay? <laughs> I'm the most open-minded, accepting person on this planet. All right, I can't you know what? a mediocre, mediocre <laughs> sci-fi. Get the fuck out of here with this bullshit!
0: Why was it mediocre? Why was it mediocre? All
1: right, all right, all right. God damn it! You got to make me do this. I got to lower, lower, lower it down, calm it down, get nice and relaxed. I can't get too crazy.
0: Yeah, man, it's past block. eight o'clock. You're yeah. you're not gonna go to sleep. You're
1: gonna I don't be fired don't, I don't up. Blow gasket.
0: Can have that adrenaline pumping. Okay,
1: so. The premise, listeners, of Iron Mother is very simply this. Actually, you know what? It isn't, isn't as, it isn't as easy as it is as what I thought it'd be, sorry, to describe this film's plot. Um, a plot synopsis would be robots are taking over the world. There's a bunker, which is designed by robots, um, and what they've done is after the war with humanity, they've pretty much wiped humans off the planet, and now they're terraforming the planet to be habitable again, and they're trying to raise humans to be better or a bit more docile and passive and um, in this bunker there's this experiment going on where this robot um, is raising a human to be the first um, human by design so to speak not genetically so much but rather um, uh, to be enlightened to be empath not empathetic but sort of yeah passive and docile and be subservient to these androids okay then they, this bunker um, gets, uh, I guess, I wouldn't say raided, but there's a surprise visitor from Hilary Swank. She gets through some weak-ass circumstance. She gets led into the bunker. Uh, the daughter that's been raised by this robot starts to question if her mother or the slash robot is as well-intent uh, or has good intentions as she says she does.
0: Well, that's because that's because mother... Was telling daughter that lies. you can't go outside because of yeah well lies like you know there's a uh, it's infected there's a virus wiped out humanity mm-hmm. whereas Hillary Hillary Swank who plays I believe her name's just Woman in the movie mm. comes in and this, is like
1: okay, this is how this is how numby. fucking awesome and I guess um creative this this movie is uh, Hillary Swank <laughs> Hillary Swank plays Woman yep. Rose Byrne plays mother. There is a daughter and there is a toddler. That's it. Anyway, go on. Anyway,
0: as I was saying before, I was rudely interrupted by a sarcastic cow moo. Um, Hilary Swank, who plays woman, comes in and says, "Uh Our girlfriend, there ain't no virus out there wiping out humanity. It's (laughs) your homegirl mother. It's your homegirl- that's not sexist, man. That's what happened. Were you watching the same movie as me? Is your homegirl <laughs> yeah, mother? They did, they did
1: say uh-uh, girlfriend, and anyway.
0: Look, I'm just trying to enlighten this podcast. And you know what? If you're okay, you want me to be monotoned? Fine, I'll be monotoned. Then goes no, your robotic mother yeah, who it, you it, call it mother. The
1: performance of this. Yeah. <laughs> I
0: <can't budge. laughs> is uh, is uh, you know the the droids. Uh, she calls them dozers, Are the ones that wiped out humanity. So. It's it's a different <clears throat> it's a different story, and you know obviously she's not infected with anything, um, and yeah so that's that's the key point that you missed anyway. Please continue your plot synopsis.
1: Um, well, I don't really have anything else to say because it's pretty yeah, long story short. Blah blah blah. She goes, she goes out of the bunker with this Hillary Swank, and she comes back into the bunker, later, and she decides to raise the humans. Okay, end of the movie. Thanks. There's a
0: whole lot of stuff you missed, but anyway. Oh, fill it in, mate.
1: Fill in the gaps. That's mate. fine.
0: That's fine. Um, no, I'd rather not. So, <laughs> alright. I think it's pretty obvious you were not a fan of this film. Okay, we'll just you say think- you were not a fan <laughs> of this film. <laughs> How about... Alright, alright. I do have issues with this movie, alright, which I I would like to get into, but I would love to hear... What your, what your problems were with this movie, Sam.
1: Alright. I actually wrote them down, but I don't know where the fuck I put that book. <laughs> you, you wrote this down? A book? No, here <laughs> it, here it
0: is. It's a 200-page it. book. <laughs> Every page is a problem. Anyway, go on.
1: <laughs> I'm going to be here all night, people. All night. Okay. Uh, so, the first thing I didn't like... Oh, yeah. The fucking aesthetics of this film... atrocious so mother the robot or the androids in general look so disgustingly functional there's no aesthetic beauty to them there's no sexy sleek humanoid robotic android it's just a basically it looks like a 1984 commodore or like a Apple Mac Two or something. It's really aesthetically happy, ugly.
0: Happy the, birthday, Polly! Yeah,
1: these robots look so clunky and boxy and square. And I feel like these androids had to be that design in order for for a guy to fit into a suit to run around in. <laughs> that's, the only, that's the only logical reason I can come up with. So the budget yeah. low. is low budget. Yeah, shout episode. out
0: to shout out to Luke Hawker for running around in a. Uh, in a suit. He was the uh, person who played Mother in the robotic suit. Anyway,
1: please continue. Um, sorry, I'm trying to find the pages. Here we go. So that's the first thing that put me out. Is like There's been so many better films with uh, better design. Like, um, Have you seen the film I Am Robot with Will Smith? Yes, I've seen yeah, I Am those Robot. Those robots look better than what we've got in this. It's just a fucking square box head. And it's like, like I thought, the LEDs would emote or something, something. Like to me, they look so functional and robotic that it's hard for me to be empathetic or see how. I don't know. I I would just be looking at. I feel like I'm just looking at a monitor from like 1994 walk around. But I think I I think I think that's the point.
0: But I think that's the point. The point is that daughter has grown up only knowing mother, and she is empathetic towards this this Mac from, you know, 1995, okay, or this chopping mole robot. She's, you know, she, she, she has that relationship. Then all of a sudden, a human comes by, and straight away, she's latched on because now she can actually... You know, she she can feel something that she hasn't felt really before. She's wanted to feel it. Now she's feeling it. That's why she wants to go out there. That's why she wants to find other humans. That's why she finds outside so fascinating and is willing to throw away everything to get out there. I think that's that's the point. That's why that's why Mother looks so robotic and just so, you know, I, so I boxed out.
1: It's so, it's so they can fit someone in the suit, you know. Um, well, fucking hell, it's a Netflix movie, man.
0: It's not a freaking big-ass blockbuster. Jeez.
1: I, I hate the trope of um, evil IT having that one circle interface or one round camera look. So like how um, from um, uh, 2001 A Space Odyssey, how 9000 had that, that camera or that camera lens and that was meant to be symbolic of whatever. Whatever evil or two-sided or double-sided uh, shadow play behind the robot or the technology, and it's a, kind of become a sort of conventional trope that every evil robot has to have a round, around like a round focal point, round features. So the head square or rectangle, but in the middle it's a circle. It's like, can't we like just get a better design, bloke? I don't know. But the point is, the reason why I have a problem with it. Is this, is this so obvious that she's evil. There's no, there's no sort of twist or or layer of. There's no shadow play. There's no intrigue. Yeah, it's like, oh yeah, she's <clears throat> evil. So straight up, you just know.
0: So, she's evil. so as I said, I've got issues with this movie, and I will agree with you on that. That that's that's one of my issues is that I think the film gave away too much too soon. All right, so it's kind of like in that as soon as the as soon as woman rocks up, all right, hot off the set of Karate Kid Four, Hillary Swank, as soon as she rocks up, right, and they start, you know, just shooting that dialogue out, they have no real mystery towards the fact that mother is, you know, evil, so to speak, right? There's no mystery. They try and throw it back onto woman, but it just doesn't work because they just, they, they went too far with it. And you're already at that point. It's almost a two hour movie and you're at that point within an hour and you already know straight off the bat. So when the end twist finally did come, you've been sitting through it for over an hour. So really this movie could have been shortened drastically or a twist could have been extended. So yes, yeah, man, i see where you're coming from. A hundred percent agree with you on that point.
1: Um, the testing, but of, I think the, you
0: just got to relax on the design, man. chip fucking chill out, bro. You make I'm, a. I will never robot. chill
1: out. You make a. You make a robot, all right. And fuck else, I can make a better robot than that. Anyway, okay. To <laughs> it. Um, the other thing is that when you're interested in the testing and the exam, to me it was very transparent. Um, that this was a data collecting exercise, right? and the fact that they showed us they had multiple embryos and multiple birthing chambers for these humans that they were growing in the lab kind of means like, oh, well, these these robots are obviously doing data collection on, I don't know, for what end, for what purpose, which I guess gets revealed at the end, but it's like, oh, okay, so she is one of many. I knew that. I could tell that straight off the bat. I could foreshadow that. I didn't look up anything straight away. I could tell where this narrative is going. Sure enough, when she finds a rat and then mother's like, oh, no, the world's outside is fucking dead, so whatever. It's like, yeah, she's lying. And then when she wakes up and goes, she goes into the um, the incinerator and pulls out the, sh- the ash and sees the human skull, it's like, yeah, okay, so we know that that, that the robots probably have, this, this bunker's been around forever, and they've probably grown hundreds and hundreds of people in it, because why would there be so much ash in a fucking ash, right? That all has to be human waste. It can't be, not be human waste. And it's like, okay, well, then this chick is obviously either going to die or, or something's going to happen. Some sort of conflict where she realizes that her mother's evil. Boring. All right. The other thing is I hate films that are very... that feel claustrophobic. Not because I'm, I am claustrophobic, because I get bored of the scale and the, and the lack of scope in, in these films. So, like, films that are orientated in a bunker, like that Cloverfield film... Um, Oh town
0: cloverfield lane
1: yeah I can't stand i can't stand bunker films um
0: hold on hold on you, you like alien
1: uh yeah yeah i i, I like alien and aliens yeah because there's action in it um but they're not they're not really bunker films i mean i mean at first alien probably is yeah you're stuck in a spaceship you can't go anywhere yeah but it's more interesting than a bunker a bunker just feel i don't know if whatever the gravitas of a bunker is it's like it's the underground like
0: Ah, oh, uh, yeah. A bit, spaceships a bit You're more racist towards bunkers.
1: Well, yeah, in a spaceship you can go places, you can do things. It's a spaceship. Yeah. It's, okay. Okay. And, and and they always show, um, beautiful shots or wide lens shots of space, and the minuscule spaceship that they're stuck on. Whereas here, it's like you don't get any white. It's all in rooms. If that makes sense, you don't get any scope of the bunker.
0: Yeah, I know, uh, what you, I know what you mean. You know what I mean? Uh, like, the, bunk, the, yeah, the bunker did seem to, like, kind of grow in size um, when it fit the storyline. Like, all of a sudden, they had, like, a, a hospital infirmary um, as well as, you know, like, another room that kept all their medicines and stuff like that. Um, and it just seemed a bit silly that if it was a bunker, yeah. why, why wouldn't you have that all in one space? But then you've got, like, one big space with, like, 50 beds in there. But you've got all these little... Rooms everywhere. It just seemed a bit... Yeah, no, I can see where you're coming from. The bunker was a bit...
1: Like, the thing it was a, is... is it's a bit, a bit of how of a you bunker go. horror thing, but it's not because it's like... They can still go outside. It's just that it's fucking freezing. Yep. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah, it's, man. It's, it's not. It's cold out. It, 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 I feel like bunker stuff is just so limited in, in narrative, the narrative you can tell.
0: It is, and that's when... And that is... I think that's what kind of pinned them in the corner so there wasn't too much they could do. So at the end... And they had three, you know, three characters in that film. And essentially, everything everything was over within half an hour. You knew everything within half an hour. Um, and you knew all, of, you know, the space of the bunker, everything. So, I think if they're going to do, I think that type of movie, it should have been a bit faster paced. Because the longer that we spent in that bunker, because I didn't even know, like, Until you said, you know, i text you, hey, I'm watching Iron Mother, it's not bad. And you're like, oh yeah, that's filmed in in Adelaide. I didn't even know that because obviously you're stuck in this bunker for 90% of the movie. And eventually you do go outside and you're outside for what? I don't know, about five minutes of screen time? If that. Yeah, yeah, if that. And I remember when they finally go outside and I was Mm. like, oh my God, I actually felt, Relieved when mm. they finally went out there, and some might say that's by design, but that wasn't really because by then I was just so sick of that damn bunker.
1: Yeah, I mean, and I guess that's kind of is by design, right? That's what they meant to do, they're meant to give mm. you that sense of um, uh, claustrophobia and yeah, um, but getting getting
0: a, getting a sense reading. of claustrophobia, getting a sense of claustrophobia, and getting a you know a sense of um, an element of get me out of here is different than I'm bored of the space. Do you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, that's true. I, I was bored of this. Yeah, correct. Good. That's a good way to put it. I'm bored of that space. Um, And the last thing, I guess, is that I didn't find the protagonist's daughter to be very interesting. And she acted confidently. Don't get me wrong. But I find that someone who was conditioned to um be raised by a robot and to have a heightened sense of... I don't know. Um... To be conditioned perhaps or Pavolian conditioned. What's the word? The um, uh, Pavlovian, Pavlovian conditioning where you're basically like, you know how you treat a dog. Like you, re- you reward a dog if it does something good and you tell it off if it does something bad, right? Yeah. So if they're meant to be subservient to this androids, I just <laughs> like, it was just like, didn't you reckon it was just like oh, there's a rat, and then she says, oh, yeah, the rat's contaminated. She's like, oh, okay. And then she's like, oh, I don't believe you. It's like, hmm. If I was a kid, and my mother told me something, I would necessarily wouldn't question it. It would take a bit more for me to question it. Like, I wouldn't get up in the middle of the night saying, well, that, why is that? You know what I mean? Does that make sense? I found that she flipped pretty easily. <laughs> she's very inquisitive for someone who wasn't meant to be inquisitive. Hmm. Um, yeah, okay. uh, yeah. I didn't understand I, I didn't really it. get grasped what the robot was trying to achieve and that that was the I, other thing I, and that's I what I actually get, thought Ant, I thought yeah. "Oh, it would not be really interesting if the robot um, put Hillary Swank in as a test and this whole thing was a sim and basically she found the sim so then she gets burnt
0: well that's what I thought that's, that's what, what I thought, I thought. happened no, that that, that that was my understanding at the end of the movie, because at the end, um, Mother... Spoiler alert. Mother transfers... I mean, Mother's destroyed, but she's not destroyed. So she's in another droid, and she goes to Hilary Swank's hideout, and then goes, did you not think that this was planned, or something along those lines? And then she, you know, we assume, kills Swank off. Um, so... Yeah, that was my understanding. That it was all it was all planned to be that way. And now she's essentially built the perfect human to start raising the other humans. But, Do you get what I mean? But why is she perfect? That's a really also, good question. That, that that is a really good question. So, Ike, that that that's the other thing that I didn't quite you know get with this movie. It seemed that they just. Mm through some weird, you know, twist, but not really a twist. But honestly, what I think the problem with this movie was they had a vision Mm. um, and they did not know how to get there and they did not know how to fulfill their vision. It just felt like that the script was not complete. Do you know what I mean?
1: I did fall asleep multiple times I have I actually technically haven't seen the ending but I just guess that's what happened it's like she got back to the bunker and tried to save her younger brother uh. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so thanks for letting me know what happened yeah, I fell asleep <laughs> twice you don't get a third time with me if a movie puts me to sleep twice it's over I'm not I'm not going back for a third time
0: yeah alright but what time did you watch it?
1: Um, 9.30 I started what PM? yeah oh yeah, well, that's your problem um but I don't know, I just oh, it didn't really resonate with me. It wasn't like a or, or sort of awe inspiring sort of sci fi film that I was like awestruck by. I wasn't mm. I wasn't really impressed with the CGI or the or the the tech in this film. Well see um, that
0: was the that was the other grub I had, is that I thought that it was really good that they actually backed off the CGI a fair amount. Um um, but when they did use cgi extensively it was just so if anyone knows asylum movies you' know what i'm talking about it was so asylum um like that boat that was shipwrecked you know you could just tell that was a cgi boat you know what i mean that shipwrecked and it's like mm. you don't need that boat there that that CGI boat, you don't need it there with shipping ta- containers coming mm. out of it to know where a shipping container at the end of the world could come from and land, you know, mm. on, on, on a beach bank. Like, you, you don't need that CGI boat there. Why have it? So I, I actually think they did really well to present a practical piece that had a man in a suit, um, a, a person in a suit, apologies, don't want to be sexist again, jeez, um, a person in a suit, that um, you know portrayed a character, and they you know, relied on more practical means of getting their story across, and they only use CGI for the bigger shots. But the issue with that is that the bigger shots just were obviously computer generated and unnecessary. So I forget what point I was trying to make, but that's it.
1: <laughs> um I don't know. I just fundamentally think the narrative was boring. Like it like you said the twists were like Okay. <laughs> cool. <laughs> no worries. They were too soon. They were
0: too soon. They were too soon. I think I think honestly think that the movie would have been better shorter and I think that they could have if they had a, a few more outside I don't know interactions um where maybe they're, you know, they go outside sooner and they're trying to escape the droids and she can see a bit of what's happening with the droids and then they spend a little bit more time. I don't know if you got up to the part where Hillary Swank was actually, you know, lied about the other humans. Mm. They're not there, you know, so they could go, you know, maybe spend a little bit of time on there. Like, she said she was out on a food run. That's how she found the bunker. Well, why mm. did she find the bunker? You know, and then maybe they could have gone, she could have gone, I actually don't know why I found the bunker. And then they could have been linked in saying, well, that's by design because mother sent you out. And then she could be discovering that she's a part of a bigger thing. Then they could elaborate a bit more on what that bigger thing is. I think I just made a better movie. Now, so be it. I don't know how much time they had. I still think they did a fairly good effort and it was watchable in my eyes. I didn't fall asleep.
1: Get new, get new glasses, and, bro. Yeah. <laughs>
0: hey, cricket was on, all right? And I didn't fall asleep. Well, so
1: That's the official rating. It's better than cricket. <laughs> it's
0: better than cricket, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, God, I'm so happy my wife doesn't listen to these podcasts.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, right, Look, I actually fundamentally didn't like anything about it, so I can't tell you. I uh, just thought it was boring. Bland, vanilla, grey, too much grey. Um, I didn't think there was any tension between... Any of the protagonists and the antagonist. Um, yeah. The Hilary Swank's <clears throat> performance was all over the shop. Um, I didn't really. I wasn't really convinced that someone who was trying to escape the androids by living in a mine then would come across a bunker that clearly is android tech and assume that humans live there. Mm. Like.
0: Yeah, well, again, that that was by design. So they could have they could have actually see they could have given more of that. They could have talked about more of mm. that. I'm guessing, you know, what why was she there? What was the whole purpose mm. that you know why the hell was she there? There questions that weren't answered, and uh, and that's what I think is I think it was just a rush job. I'm not sure what their shooting schedule was like on this movie, um, but I feel like. I feel like if somebody came in and filled in the missing pieces, you would have like a much better movie. And it's it's got potential. That's the that's the annoying thing. And I will give a shout out to Rose Byrne. Yeah, but you know, I think I think she did a pretty good job as mother.
1: Yeah, I definitely dude,
0: would I would cuddle that robot.
1: Dude, like can I can I be really frank and honest with you? You
0: yeah, have been this entire time, Sam, so I don't know what else you could say. <laughs>
1: Fucking two hours, man. How can you not have enough time? <laughs> Fuck.
0: <laughs> you know what? That's that's a very good point. Maybe they could have, you know, utilized those two hours a bit better. Spend less time in the bunker. Go outside a little bit. Get some fresh air. Exercise.
1: All right. Well, okay. So, um, I would say that this isn't a modern sci-fi classic. It really does fall short. And if I could go back to the maybe last 10 years, 20 years of modern sci-fi classics... 2000 onwards I guess it's pretty obvious to me that there's films that I I just think are so much more superior Um, and we start rattling off some sci-fi films Uh, I guess it's to me it's like almost in no contest that this will be instantly forgotten next week or even next hour (laughs) Um, so for like for instance Children of Men that came out in 2006, so that was a, that was a fucking epic story of humanity. Um, 2000, um, 2009's Moon with Sam Rockwell. Sam Rockwell literally is the only guy in that film, and the way he plays off of uh, himself because it's about clones is phenomenal. And it, it that's kind of a bunker film because it's set on a base on the moon, but it's that's truly one of the most Poetic and beautifully crafted narratives um, I've ever sort of enjoyed in a sci-fi film, and it's not about horror, It's not about anything. It's just about uh, uh, are, are clones humans, or what? What is it to be a person? Like, what makes you uh, if you are? Hold um, on two
0: seconds before you, before you keep rattling it off. I just want to yeah. just want to throw this comment in there. So, um, one of my mates is currently watching I am Mother as we speak, and um, I said to him, "What do you think?" Because I'm on the podcast. You know, give me your opinion right now and I'll give you a shout out so uh, nuge says and I don't know where he's you know where he is in the movie but he goes it's a bit slow so far to be honest also the robot is too moody so <laughs> thank you nuge thank yeah, you so
1: uh, that, that could have waited just two more seconds before I finished my thought um <laughs> nah, th- yeah, sorry, 2009 man. district nine again about refugees um no, that was average Nah, that that's good. That was a good film.
0: It was good. I was just, you
1: know, Gravity. Sure. Even Gravity was a, a fucking epic sci-fi film about how to. Get
0: I to did it. like. I did like Gravity. That was um,
1: pretty good. And that's so such And that's kind of what I'm talking about. Scope is that. Yeah, that's set in a space station, but it kind of like you're out in space. It's I don't know. It's just more aspirational, I guess. Uh, what else we got? Um, Ex Marketer, Have you seen that? 2015.
0: No, I have not.
1: Oh, dude, that's a fantastic film. Um, it's about, again, androids and question of morality or, you know, if it can think for itself, is it, does it exist or does it have rights and that sort of stuff?
0: Ugh, sounds
1: boring. Um, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. Actually, the, new, the whole Planet of the Apes series has been phenomenal, the new ones. Interstellar, that was epic, amazing sci-fi, great aesthetic, great future tech. Um, well, the Planet of the
0: Apes, the first one had Franco in it, yeah? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's the one I've seen. The
1: only one, um, Edge of Tomorrow with Tom Cruise again, a really good. Even Oblivion, the worst fucking, most bloated, drawn out, slow moving sci fi film was better than this. I mean, I love sci fi. I'm actually surprised that you committed to watching this. What made you want to watch? What 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 kind of got you in the mood to watch this? What caught your eye? Because you don't really like sci fi a lot.
0: Well, no, I don't. And it's um, <laughs> to be blunt. Um, now, nah, I it, it, so I get those Netflix notifications, right? They go, "Anthony, something for you." And I am mother popped up, and I'm like, "What the fuck is this robot sci-fi?" Um But then I, again, looking for something to watch, it wasn't my first choice, and I was just I actually watched um, a really bad John Travolta movie that came out like 2013 called "I Am Wrath." Over this to begin with. Um, and then, uh, I was like, alright, I'll give this a crack, and the only reason why is because it said, drama, horror, sci-fi. There was no horror in this. Oh, that's what you I... You get, like the start get of rid it, of I horror.
1: Like, is this... I, I think this is meant to be scary, but it wasn't. Like, it just truly No, wasn't. it wasn't. It was sci-fi. It was sci-fi.
0: It was, it was, sci-fi. It was a, a drama sci-fi, you know, sci-fi setting, and it was, you know, it was drama. Um, there's nothing nothing horror about it and uh, I, I was disappointed for the lack of horror because you know it's not going to be a horror movie when there's like robots and three people in it but anyway so that's what drew me to it was the horror thing so I got, I got sucked in by the fact that I could potentially be watching a horror movie um, that's about it man <laughs>
1: that's about yeah, it yeah I think that's what would have gotten a lot of people I guess maybe you could argue thriller but there would be a thriller if there was nah. Hillary Swank, if she stayed in the bunker and they're like, oh, we're going to get this shit chick out of the bunker. Where is she? And she's like kind of maybe hunting them or something. I don't know. It was no, thr- there's no stakes. Nothing was ever scary because everything just got resolved quickly.
0: I think they tried to make Mother seem um, seem scary, but then sweet and compassionate when she spoke. And I think that was meant to make you a bit uneasy. And sometimes, you know, it, It did make us a bit uneasy, but I felt like they rushed to get there and it didn't leave any suspense, you know, so at the end of the day, a popcorn flick, get some popcorn, waste hours of your day, you'll be all right, mate, you'll be all right, unless you fall asleep three times, then you're not.
1: It's not really a popcorn flick, it's fucking boring as fuck. (laughs) That's
0: why you you get some good popcorn. Um, I'm off the popcorn at the moment, so I had some dried apricots and some peanut butter Um, and yeah, it was killer. Mm. Jay yeah, You heard me.
1: You, mm. heard me. you heard me. Um. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, thanks for um the rec- you know, thanks for recommending it because I I I do like sci-fi and I'm willing to give sci-fi a chance because it's my favorite genre. So, um you brought it to my attention and I and I remember reading about it on the news about how this was filmed in Adelaide where our hometown and I was like oh yeah that, that sounds pretty cool and the fact that it was set in a bunker made sense because the studio in Adelaide is pretty small it's not like a massive Hollywood studio um and I was like oh yeah this could be really interesting and unique and sort of have be sort of a cool sort of uh take on the genre but it yeah the narrative would just let it down I mean Adelaide itself is kind of going through a film renaissance because they um has been filmed heaps of shit in Adelaide um I guess one film that you would probably know in the horror genre would be The Bubba Duke. That was filmed in Adelaide. I don't know if you like that or not. Um,
0: no nah, you know what? I have, I, I have to give it another try. I tried watching it, and I was just like, the the name, the Bubba Duke, the Bubba mm. Duke. Just every time they mentioned it, I was just mm. like, oh shut up! I couldn't watch it anymore. The name of the the Babadook just Babadook. pissed me off. <laughs> so I do I do have to give it another try if if I can get over it because I, I have heard really good things about it and I'll maybe got about 20 minutes in. See, people, I'm very... I will watch some sh- absolute shiitake mushroom movies, right? Yeah. But if you have a shitty name like Babadook, that's enough to put me off.
1: <laughs> Babadook. Yeah, um, What else? Out. I mean, they... um. Yeah, fucking uh, what's her name? Kate Blanchett was in town recently. She was actually filming across the road from my office. Um, oh, 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 same with uh, well, Harry Potter. Daniel Ratcliffe. he was filming here back in. I'm gonna try and get
0: March. me. Gonna try. got to try and get me on that Mortal Kombat set. Mortal Kombat. Yeah, me.
1: the new Mortal Kombat film is being shot. now. Yeah, you hear, you hear
0: that, everybody. Adelaide. Yeah, so Adelaide's kind of having Kombat. a
1: renaissance in terms of film production because I think. We built this um, massive, well, it's not massive, it's a big facility, kind of like Fox Studios in Sydney, um, but I think the state government is, like, literally letting people film here tax-free, so.
0: Hey, man. Um, brings them over. What, what do you reckon? That? You reckon right. I, could, I, could be, I could be Johnny Cage, couldn't
1: I? Yeah, that's right. Um,
0: you can see me as Johnny Cage.
1: Of all yeah. the sci-fi on Netflix, there's heaps of, Netflix has heaps of shit sci-fi, actually, heaps of shit sci-fi. Um, I
0: would agree with that actually. Hundred percent agree.
1: Unfortunately, it's one genre that <laughs> is prone to being super campy and having the super what, it,
0: what was that one that got like epic reviews that we reviewed on this podcast? We did a we did a double feature, I think. We did that one and that Yakuza movie. Um oh, that was um,
1: suffering Oh my god.
0: Jesus, I, I don't remember. See, that. that's another. That's a, that's a forgettable one. But it was like The it was or meant the to be absolutely epic. Um, no, no, no. The, that was that was the outsider was the Yakuza movie. The the, yeah. the sci-fi was called something else. Um, oh, Annihilation. That's Annihilation. There you go. Yeah. yeah. That, that, was okay. that
1: was that was boring as all. <laughs> well, coming. that's what I mean. Sometimes. sci-fi can be too artsy and too trying to... Like, I'm trying to make a statement here. Um, Yeah. And it's a bit annoying. Um, And it can kind of lose sense or lose touch of just having a good story that's fun and kind of engaging. But, I mean... At the end of the day, this is going to get lost in the shit pile that is Netflix (laughs) Um, sci-fi. It just is.
0: uh, No, I see that. I see that. I think it's, I think, honestly, I think this movie, uh, just looking at the ratings, some of the reviews, I think this movie is going to be kind of like a bird box effect. You know, you either like it or you absolutely, you know, hate it. Um, So, I think it will get, you know, we'll get some people talking, Mm. but... Depending, you know, where the majority slides. Um or they could be like me that just thought it was all right, you know. But um yeah. I mean, I did change my mind about bird box a bit later. I didn't never, we never like
1: reviewed it. Bird Box, did we? Well, we talked we bird.
0: did talk about it. We talked about it at um the best of 2018 or whatever and i brought up bird box and then during that podcast you ended up changing my mind on it <laughs> then i realized i didn't actually I thought, like yeah, i have
1: seen it <laughs> oh dude i can't it's so it, it's just like the i hate films that are centered around a single premise you can't speak quiet place you, you can't see bird box it's like i hate it it's just oh, so I mean, dumb it's so dumb, so dumb. Don't it's don't so kill yourself
0: just kill yourself nah I'd fight it I'd fight it to the end mate but that's just me Um, but nah you're right you are right some of those are really frustrating oh I watched this one it was on it was on Netflix and it was pretty much exactly a quiet place Um, there was monsters that hunted by sound and I was just like you're releasing the same movie and oh fuck it was boring I forget I forget what it's called but anyway I digress move on
1: Alright, anyway, was just, the point I was trying to make is, like, if you're going to watch sci-fi on Netflix, watch, like, Altered Carbon, which is a TV series, um, fuck, even Lost in Space remake was better, it was more enjoyable, um, what else have they got? Uh, Prospect, that's not bad, um, Salvation's okay, Night Flight. Nightfly, Nightfly is, is pretty decent, um, I want to say Spectral, that's pretty cool too, um, yeah, there's, there's a whole bunch of shit that's probably more fun. So, oh, actually, strong recommendation: stay away from Kin, the one that's got James Franco in it. I don't know what James Franco is about. I don't know what is what is what fucking drugs he takes, but he just takes anything and he fucking makes some horrible films. And that's definitely one of them. Kin, stay away from it.
0: Oh, oh, oh! Hold on. Speaking of James Franco movies, keep keep going. There's one I definitely want to recommend people stay away from. What's that? Go. i gotta i gotta find it i, I gotta i'm yeah i am watched
1: well um blade um, runner's there blade runner's it, fucking fantastic um anything pretty much anything um fucking even transformers age of Extinction. fucking all. like it's just it's just it's just this i just didn't have any fun with
0: at all here we go here we go is this the one yeah, so Kin Kin was released the same time. <laughs> so this one was actually directed by James Franco. Um, it's it's sci-fi. It's uh, it's it's meant to be his version of Mad Max. It's got Coolio in it, not Coolio. Sorry, I'm um, Snoop Dogg. Oh, anyway, same same, different. Um, it's got Snoop Dogg in it, and it's uh, it's horrible. It's horrible. Um, it is called Future World. It's got like 3.2 out of 10 on IMDb. It's like the worst movie I have ever seen. And you're absolutely right about what drugs is that guy on. Because he goes and makes like an awesome movie like The Disaster Artist. And then all of a sudden, I'm going to do a shitload of cocaine. And I'm going to direct this movie. (laughs) It's messed up, man. Messed up. James Franco, no idea what you're doing with your career, man. No (laughs) idea.
1: (laughs) Um... That's interesting that film I am um, Wrath that is actually weirdly coincidentally disappeared on my fucking thing. It looks, it looks oh, like look, the big, It looks like the biggest um, taken John Wick ripoff ever.
0: Dude, it is um it is pretty much you know what it is. It's I call it like the later years. So Nicolas Cage, Bruce Willis, John Travolta, um, even like Steven Seagal, whatever, they keep producing they keep appearing in movies they just go straight to video on demand or whatever yeah and they barely appear in it they may be in you know whatever um they might have a starring role or not and it's literally it's almost like some action revenge movie or an action heist movie um and that is legit just dumb fun like i only watched it to just see john travolta's hair plugs
1: not bad and, the hair look yeah,
0: yeah. Oh my god, it's so bad. But it has um oh shit, forget his name. He, he played in um Law and Order SVU. Uh, one of the main actors. Uh, he was pretty good in it, and he had a killer fight scene. Um so yeah, if you want to you want to waste a couple uh you want case waste a couple hours, check check out I Am Wrath. There you go.
1: Yeah, so that's our ladies and gentlemen, that's our review of um What were we talking about again? I Am Mother. <laughs> um I reckon, Sorry. I reckon it's a hard pass from me. Anth probably says give it a watch. I guess. I don't know. Uh,
0: look, look, guys, give it, just give it a watch. I mean, what else are you gonna do? If you're on Netflix, you're doing nothing anyway. So just fucking turn it on. It's not hard.
1: Fair enough. Jeez. Fair enough.
0: Come fight me. You know what? Come if you if you reckon I wasted your time, you know where to find me. Come
1: get me. All right, listeners, let's listen, maybe move on to our next topic. Um, Christopher
0: Christopher Maloney played uh, the guy I was talking about in Iron Wrath.
1: Anyway, go on. Thanks for that. (laughs) Well, we all were going to scratch our heads until we found out who that was. Um, So the next film we'll talk about very briefly, mind you, is um, Marvel's... Not Marvel. No, I guess it is Marvel's now. Um, Fuck, what is it? X-Men Dark Phoenix. So this is the fourth film in the sort of first-class saga or interpretation of the X-Men. I'm not a big X-Men fan. Um, I'm more, I more—I do enjoy the Odd Wolverine Weapon X book, um, but overall I find the X-Men to be... Uh, not my cup of tea, let's put it that way. Um, and i got to say, talk about bland performances and a bland story. Fucking hell, Jesus Christ. Um, there's not much to say that's positive about this film because it has the lowest box office opening for any X-Men film in the franchise. It has been universally binned as a very poor um, take on the Dark Phoenix saga, one of the most iconic dark sagas in X-Men history. I will say this. If you want to be entertained, don't watch this film. If you want to support the comic book arts and comic book films, do not support this film. If you want to, I guess... have a good time and not feel like you just wasted two hours of your life, do not watch this film. It is everything that is wrong with comic book adaptions in the sense that it takes the source material, which is cool, which is has a great story, which is rich in uh, character development, um, uh, I guess um, uh, cool in the action-seek sense, seek sense uh, cool, cool in every sense of the word, and they try to the way they adapt it is they take the elements and they try to fit a narrative that they want to tell and it kinda of loses its essence straight from the drop straight from the drop. Straight from the drop. So this is a film set in the nineties and it's made like it's a nineties action film. It's like the costumes are like boring. Nobody's in their cool nobody's in their costume, first of all. Characters don't stick to their true sort of um uh the true sort of form so like beast can turn into beast when he's not meant to he's meant to be beast 24 7 um i mean uh green jean gray is given the worst the worst motivation as to how she loses her mind and turns into dark phoenix the sci-fi elements contrived weak boring actions boring the villains boring confusing mundane monotonous the actors don't want to be there um jennifer lawrence doesn't want to be there her performance is very monotone deprived of any sort of uh humanity um just pretty much delivering lines um michael fassbender as magneto is clearly over it i think they're all james mcavoy is clearly over it so i think overall i'm glad this franchise is dead I'm glad that Disney's taking this thing over, and that, that maybe Disney will start pumping out some X-Men films because you're finally going to get finally going to get some films that are worth, worthy of it. Um, and overall, I would say it's not even a recommendation to watch if it comes on Netflix or DVD or VOD. Just skip it. There's nothing. It's bland. It's garbage. It's trash. Um, there is no nothing redeeming in this film. It's so boring that you actually start to question your existence. <laughs> why am I watching this? Why am I why why have I subjugated myself to this? Can I not do something more productive? Can't I just call my mother and maybe reach out to some relatives I you know, that haven't spoken to <laughs> in a while? Can I do like what am I doing in my life? <mumbles> I've have have any seen questions this... about it, Anv? Uh,
0: Yeah, I've got some questions. I haven't I haven't way. seen the... I haven't this movie, okay, but you know what? We all know why everyone listens to the pod and you listen to it for me, so I'm going to give out some questions. Sam's going to answer it right now.
1: Sure.
0: Okay. Was this better than X Men The Last Stand? Uh,
1: last Stand. I can't remember it. That's the one in the 90s, right? Or 2000s, early 2000s? Two,
0: 2000. So you had X Men, X Men 2, X Men The Last Stand. That's when Gene Gray, um, like, you know, went all evil in that one. And Cyclops died. No, it's like, in like five no, minutes.
1: It isn't, and it's that's how dumb this is. Is like in that film, just give Dark Phoenix her fucking Dark Phoenix costume and let her be psycho, like she's meant to be, not half-assed or I'm confused. I wanted. I'm going to do some maybe bad things, and then be redeemed at the end. It's like fuck Wait, off. Wait,
0: so so that's what that's what Dark Phoenix was about. She was. Uh, Dark just Phoenix like, she
1: dies. I'm pretty sure. I can't remember. I don't know. Didn't you just watch it? Oh, sorry. I thought you were talking about.
0: No, 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 no. No. Last stand Last end. She dies or something. I don't. I don't, yeah. I don't yeah. really care. I'm. Not, I'm just so saying. Like Dark so. Phoenix, so yes, Dark Phoenix was Dark she Phoenix. just like? Was she sweet but psycho? You know, she was just a little confused, or was she complete right. that job?
1: Okay. So basically, she has powers, right? She inadvertently caused a car accident that killed her mum. Good. And, and to protect her <laughs> from that trauma, um, Doctor Rex builds some. Uh, some things in her mind that she cut so that she it prevents her from remembering the accident.
0: Let's see, see, that's it. Let's build some things in her mind. This is why I hate sci-fi. Everything can do anything. Well, oh, let me just yeah, build this true. thing that can do this thing. Not oh build, my god!
1: Literally build. He's because oh, he, he's but... got telekinesis powers. He yeah. So what? Her ability to remember the trauma. The trauma. Yeah. us go short. She she gets some cloud invades her body that then breaks down that and then she remembers, and then she blames Professor X, and is like, no, well, he's trying to protect you, you fuck. And then she, like, accidentally kills Jennifer Lawrence. No! And, and it's like, then she goes evil, kind of, and doesn't really hurt anyone, and then she just comes good again. Like, it's, so, it's just so boring. Okay, and just, so, so answer my question, yes. Nothing. That's that's what it was. All right,
0: yeah, so, um, so X-Men The Last Stand was better then.
1: Dude, none of these are good. Like, zero (laughs) of them. Alright,
0: okay. Alright, next question.
1: Like, Logan is the only acceptable one. Like, people cream over it, but it's okay. It's not great.
0: I like how... Oh, yeah, Logan. Uh, I didn't... You know what? I never finished that. Mm.
1: It's okay. Logan was okay. It wasn't good.
0: No reason. It's just, um... I was watching it on a plane, and then my plane landed and didn't get to finish it. And I haven't bothered to, Uh. you know, look it up since. Um... Deadpool. Deadpool's
1: good. Yeah, the first one was pretty fun. I mean, I yeah, we I think we reviewed it, but I didn't get I didn't get bored of it. But it was good. Yeah. All right, listeners. Um, I've already said goodbye. So (laughs) um, goodbye again. Follow us until next time. (laughs) Bye.